you like to exercise? Is fitness an important part of your lifestyle? Are you interested in getting better results from your time spent sweating? All About Fitness is here to help you understand the workout programs and products that can help you achieve your fitness goals. My name is Pete McCall, and I've been educating personal trainers since flip phones and portable CD players were all the rage. Broadcasting from one of the fittest cities in the country, San Diego, the purpose of All About Fitness is to help you learn how exercise and fitness can improve your life. If you have any questions or are there are any specific experts you'd like to hear from or products you would like to know about, and you'd like to hear me talk about them on the podcast, please go to my website, PeteMcCallFitness.com, and let me know how All About Fitness can help you. If you like to exercise, if you enjoy physical challenges, and you wanted some extra motivation for your workouts, then you're going to love today's guest on Episode 5 of All About Fitness because he's literally one of the fittest men in the world. The first time I heard of Joe Decker was a number of years ago. We were both living in the Washington, D.C. area, and he set the Guinness World Record for the most exercise in one day. The link to that feat will, will be down in the show notes, so please check it out. It's quite impressive, and it'll make you tired just reading about it. Over the years, our paths have crossed a few times, and coincidentally, we both ended up in America's finest city, San Diego, where I see him at events like the Camp Pendleton 10K Mud Run, the Marine Corps Boot Camp Challenge, and Spartan Races and other obstacle course races that we both enjoy. And it turns out we actually lived a few blocks away from each other where we frequented the same Starbucks and would bump into one another. I've both admired and been awed by Joe, not only because he's one of the fittest guys I've met, having won the Spartan Death Race not once, but twice. If you don't know about the Spartan Death Race, then check the show notes below. Because if you enter the Spartan Death Race, you're a little bit nuts. If you finish it, you're absolutely insane. The fact that Joe won it twice really just blows my mind and just sets him apart as, as a very special individual. And I mean that in the absolute best way, best way possible. You'd be surprised at Joe's accomplishments. He was actually voted one of People Magazine's 50 Most Eligible Bachelors. And sorry about that, Nicole. That's his wife. <laughs> but that's a really cool thing, and it's too cool not to mention in uh, this intro. Some of Joe's fitness accomplishments include completing the 520-mile Raid Goulard Adventure Race. I'm probably not saying that right because it's French, and I don't speak French. The grand, he's completed the Grand Slam of Ultra Running. He's done the Badwater 135-miler. He's done the 152-mile Marathon de Sabille across a little patch of sand known as the Sahara. And, and this is the most impressive, he's done those endurance races and done those ultra marathons. He's also completed, competed in powerlifting. And you have to really understand that endurance racing, especially ultras, adventure racing, are to, and powerlifting are completely different. They use your body in completely different ways. So not only is Joe a sick individual when it comes to endurance activities, but the fact that he can throw down and hold his own in a powerlifting competition as well is very impressive. Even though he's well into his 40s, Joe is not slowing down and has recently expanded his renowned workout program, Gut Check Fitness, into Australia while also training for the 260-mile canoe race across uh, Texas known as the Texas Water Safari. Even though I'm in decent shape, <laughs> I have to admit, I'm exhausted just from talking to Joe and looking at all these events and all of his accomplishments. But in all seriousness, what I wanted to do was speak with Joe about how and why. Specifically, why does he challenge himself? What's his motivation? And how does he set his goals? And most importantly, how can you set goals for yourself that push you beyond your, beyond your comfort level? 
Joe is that's that's his biggest that's his biggest thing is he likes to get beyond what he thinks he can do and set his own stretch goals. That's why he's had so many accomplishments. And when you hear that, you look at yourself and you go, I think I can do better. So that's what I got out of today's conversation with Joe, and hopefully you do the same. Because he really is, is simultaneously both one of the nicest guys and one of the fitness guys that you could ever hope to meet. But before we get started, I want to give you a brief word from our sponsors. We have Vicor Fitness and Active Motion Bar, both proud sponsors of All About Fitness. All About Fitness is brought to you by Active Motion Bar. Active Motion Bar uses unique dynamic resistance to challenge the way that you train. Research has found that using the dynamic resistance of the Active Motion Bar can help to activate your muscles up to 170% more effectively than standard static resistance bars. Active Motion Bar, A-C-T-I-V, motionbar.com. Let the resistance move you. All About Fitness is brought to you by Vicor, V-I-C-O-R-E fitness.com. Vicor Fitness, creators of the new TerraCore dynamic variable resistance movement platform. Find out what the buzz is all about. Check out vicorfitness.com and look for the TerraCore. It's going to change the way you move. Right, Joe, tell me a little bit about your background. Like, what's uh, what got you into fitness, and, and kind of what you do? Uh, what got me into fitness? Um, long story, but uh, you know, growing up on a farm, um, played high school football. Uh, to you know, join the military, I was in a high-speed military unit. Um, then uh, got out and got a degree in exercise physiology. Um, and I, I've been in and out of fitness for a long time. Uh, I've gone through fitness has saved my life more than once. Uh, when I was in high school, I had uh, interior compartment syndrome, about lost my leg from the knee down, and oh, ended wow. up gaining 260 pounds. Well, way up to 260. <laughs> and I got to the uh, army boot camp. They put me on a fat boy program, and I got me in shape real quick. So I embraced fitness again, got out, traveled around the United States for a while, got caught up in uh, drugs and alcohol down in New Orleans and was suicidal from uh, doing too much of both. Um, and then fitness got back in and saved my life again. So ended up getting a degree in exercise physiology from um, Western Illinois University and then moved to uh, D.C. And this was probably about 1980 or no, no 1990, I'm sorry, 1990. Eight and ended up working with a company called the Sergeant's Program, which was one of the first boot camp companies in the nation, like real big boot camp company. I was out, out in uh, um, Washington, D.C. Worked with them for a while and decided I wanted to do something a little bit different on my own because uh, this, this just wasn't my cup of tea. So I started basically Gut Check Fitness then. It's been about 20 years ago. And um, just, you know, I just I, I love fitness because I think it's very interesting to uh, see and learn about how the human body works and now, you know, see how it, it ages. So. And what's interesting, Joe, and because you know, the funny thing is we lived in D.C. at about the same time in the late 90s and early 2000s and, <laughs> and now here. And your background, you're modest. This is what I've heard about you is you're very modest because what people may or may not know is currently you hold the title for What's your title with the Guinness Book of World Records? Well, I have the uh, the Guinness 24-hour physical fitness challenge, but with the with the title came the world's fittest man. But yeah, and that's so. but you know we, what it was. It was like 24 hours of how, the amount of exercise you did. 
Yeah. And I remember reading about it at the time because you did it in the D.C. area when I was living there. Yep. And yep. so that was a 24-hour, and, and so you just kind of, that's on the shelf now? You, haven't, you don't really do much for that? You man? know what? I did it. It's one of those things, you know, people like, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not a guy that sets in and, and talks about, you know, uh, you know, at 40 years old, what I did back when I was 18 years old in high school or what I did at 30. For me, I, I always just look at the challenges. And it's like, you know, I think as human beings, challenges are good for us. Um, and that was a challenge at the time. And it wasn't to see if I'd become the world's fittest man for ego or anything like that. I just saw this, you know, badass competition out there. I just want to see if I could, you if I could give it a go. You yeah, see if you could do it. That's I want to see if I was physically capable of it. And I mean, I took it took me a year to train for it. You know, I mean, okay. I had I, it was pretty. I mean, it's a Guinness World Record. Yeah. Because yeah. I broke that one, and then I got kind of cocky and thought I could just go around and break them left and right, and I failed the next seven attempts. Okay. So. Well, and that's I just remember reading about it and just the amount of work you did in 24 hours between weightlifting, swimming, running, rowing. You know, it just I, I remember seeing it. It was pretty incredible. It was a lot. And it was then, definitely a lot. And so just your training. And, and especially to come from from being put on the the fat boy program in the military, <laughs> I can see that kind of be would would help you set a goal. Is yeah. that how you set your goals in, in fitness? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, for me, I just see, I, I just like the, the more insane and the, and the more uh, you know out there, the better. Um, you know, I mean, I, I just love challenges. I and, love challenges. And that's gonna bring me to the next thing. And I think what what people may or may not know um, is you you're really into obstacle course and like mud run racing, right? And you even started your own mud run. Um, or we obstacle do, course race. Well, not really. I wouldn't say obstacle course. We're we're more like it's kind of an outdoor fitness, but similar similar to that. But I mean, I'm into everything. Okay. I mean, because I I still like actively compete in ultra running and and powerlifting too, which are on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, like the like the but that's why I do it because yeah. people are like, oh, well, I'm a runner. I'm like, well, dude, you're a skinny, you know, yeah. lanky guy. You should be a runner. I'm like, yeah. how much can you, you know, what's your, what's your, how strong are you? Yeah. Well, I'm not. Or a big powerlifter or a strong man. I'd be like, you know, hey man, I can lift a lot. I'm like, well, no, no crap. You should be able to, you know, you're 270 pounds and five foot tall. You look like a, <laughs> like a great, like an ape, you know? But I'm like, you know, do what you're not good at and do it well, or at least do it and be be able to do it. And that's where I've always I've always found it interesting. Rather than just do what you're, you know, physically supposed to do, do what you're not. And then OCR is nice because it kind of combines a little bit of the both of that. You know, you still have to do, you have to be fast, you have to have the endurance, you have to have the physical agility and stuff like that. But a lot of them now, especially like Spartan and Mudder, they're putting in tire flipping and Atlas stone carries yeah. and poles and stuff like that. So, And that's one thing, you know, I, I interviewed you a couple of years ago for an article and I've done, I don't know, maybe half a dozen Spartan races now. And I've done, I've, you know, done the Marine Boot Camp Challenge yep, yep. and MCRD and the, and I just, for me, you know, I was never a fast guy. I was never, you know, a great athlete. But what I like about um, obstacle course racing is, is you get out and play. You get to get muddy. You get yeah. to crawl in the dirt. You get to do. Do you think that's why it's so popular? Do you think that's what kind of is that what you see? I think so. You know, I, I think so. I think people really like that, and I think they've done a great job on bringing people together. You know, there, there's an old saying. I mean, not just military, but I think for life in general, is that uh, well, of course, misery loves company, but adversity builds character. And I think it's great to see people out there pushing themselves and try to become you know better than. Uh, better than they are, you know, to be the best human being they can. But yeah, people really, the social, the social connection of it is connectivity is the day because I think this could have happened probably in the day when, when you and I were doing, because if you look through I mean, you started out in the eighties with marathons and nineties were triathlons, 2000 was adventure racing, like eco challenge and stuff like that. But we didn't have social media then. No, that's we didn't right. have social yeah. media then. And I think I, I have no doubt, like the, the tries and the marathons and, and definitely adventure racing, would have gone the same way, but this is the first generation where the social media and stuff like that, because the obstacle course races, I mean, 
you know, being a military guy, they're really not that tough. I mean, a lot of them, I mean, you have, you know, five miles and five obstacles. It's kind of like, okay, and yeah. some of them are only six inch high. I mean, which is great that every person is doing it, but it's the whole social ability now to show photos of, of, of yourself. And uh, again, I'm glad people are doing it, but I, I think, I really think that uh, adventure racing would have been bigger, honestly, because there's so much other stuff like rowing yeah. and, and swimming yeah, and climbing. Yeah, you so many disciplines. Well, yeah. yeah. I never thought about that because you're right. Adventure racing was before you could do an Instagram yeah. at the end of the race and post, you know. Remember Mark Burnett? I mean, Eco yeah. Challenge? That was huge. They got a TV show, yeah, you know? Yeah, they got a bit, a lot, of, and that's what led to Survivor. I mean, yeah, that's all totally. what led to Survivor. And that's where, so, what? and I know because this is a thing, and what I, what's also remarkable about you is you've done the Spartan Death Race, right? And you've actually won that twice. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. and we'll talk about it in a second, but what, what people may not understand, do a search for Spartan Death Race. <laughs> and and I don't, and this is with, with all, like, all respect. Because you're a little bit, you're a little bit different if you decide to enter in that race. If you finish it, you're very, you're a very unique individual. But the fact that you won it two times, I mean, that puts you in like a upper strata. Just, is, I don't, is it mental tough? A race like that, is it mental toughness or is it physical? What, what gets you through a, a race like that? Well, you know, I think you know, definitely. I mean, you know, having gut check fitness because I train daily. And I mean, the, the program. So, so the company that the, uh, that we run here called Gut Check Fitness. The basic, the basic programming from an ex, from a physiological standpoint and just from a bit layout is the same training that I did to break a Guinness World Record. So okay. basically, I took that year that I was training for the Guinness World Record, the multidiscipline, boom, put it onto a calendar, broke it down month okay. by month and week by week. So it, I knew that it was, I, I knew that it worked. I mean, yeah. it was a, it was a tried and true, you know, it was a tested yeah. pr uh, product. So I do I would use that and then incorporate other things in there. You know, my military background, of course, and then growing up on a farm, of course. So I think the combination of all that. And, you know, I'm a big believer in my training is different. I'm not saying that I'm, a, you know, a better than anybody else or anything like that. But, you know, most guys and girls I talk to, I'm like, okay, how's your training going for the death race? Because you know it's going to be 24 to 48 hours. And I say, oh, man, I got up 8 o'clock in the morning. I, did, I trained till 8 o'clock at night. I'm like. Well, that's nice, but I'm like, you understand, it's like two days. You should be training opposite. So I would go out, and that's how I actually started to suck, was I'd start at 8 o'clock at night and train till 8 o'clock in the morning. So do it completely backwards so you get used to sleep deprivation and things you normally. These are things that if you don't train for and you counter them, it's like, holy moly, you can be fit as heck. But when the sun goes down and the demons come dancing and you're not ready for it, then things can, you know. The, the, well, that's, that's applying that's applying the specificity principle. Totally. Right? Specific adaptations to impose demands. Totally, totally. And I think you're 100% right I think a lot of people train at a certain, like if they train in the morning, they train that. They're not yep. training for the time. Because if you're an app, if you work out in the afternoon, you go runs for the afternoon, it's different in the morning. And most races start at 7 a.m. in the morning. Exactly. You might not be used to running in the morning chill. Likewise, if you're training first thing in the morning and you go out to, you know, if you're playing an evening sport, you might not be used. There's a heat differential in there. And I think totally. so, so training through the night, I think, is a very unique approach to that. And are you going to do it? Are you doing the death race again this year or is that? No, I did it two years. You know, I did it two years. And I, I, you know, I, I, I have a, uh, my, my attention span, I love, like this year I'm doing uh, the world's toughest uh, kayak race. It's a 260 okay. mile nonstop uh, race called the Texas Water Safari. And that was on my bucket list. The year, so the year that I broke the Guinness World Record and did the Grand Slam of Ultra Running, Badwater, all that. I, I just, I turned 30 and I'm like, you know what the hell, I'm going to do the toughest events in the world. And this whole list came up. Yeah. So that's the ones I started knocking out. And this one's been on my list for, well, 16 years now. So to this so point, it, what's been the funnest event you've entered? Like the, the one that you had, that you had the most, you finished with a big smile on your face. I think every single one. I mean, okay. you know, bad water. I finished bad water my first year. My toenails all gone and, you know, bleeding from between my legs. But man, it was just awesome climbing, you know, seeing, being up top of Mount Whitney when the sun's coming up and. 
then, you know, being in the Himalayas, I mean, the Sahara Desert, watching the sunset across Sahara after doing the marathon to Sabs, 152-mile race across there. Like, Joe, I have to ask you a question because yeah. I think this is good. Tell them what you did during that race. What, the and Marathon what you, to Sab? Yeah, what you had. Well, so the Marathon to Sab, it was after I broke the, the Guinness World Record, and the Marathon to Sab is one considered one of the toughest foot races next to the Badwater 135 through Death Valley. The Marathon goes through Sahara Desert. So ESPN had contacted me, like, man, we want to follow you. Like, you're going to be, because it's a staged race. we got to backpack, carry okay. stuff, too. It's all okay. support. you got to carry own self-supported. So I had a pretty good chance of, like, you know, winning it. Um, and uh, so they're like, we're going to follow you. You know, you're going to be our, our boy or whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, whenever I race, I always carry like a little, I guess it's my little, I, I'm a, I love, I love uh, cigars and I love red wine. I just always have. It's always my little reward. So I always carry like a little, little bottle and a little cigar for the finish line and stuff like that. But I'm going through the Sahara Desert and I just came through a little village. Just sand was taken over and there, was, there were, there were, there were um, grooves in the, uh, the uh, stone um, road from from Roman chariots from 2,000 oh, wow. years ago. And I mean, it's just one of those moments where you're like, wow. And I come up on a sand dune that was as tall as the Appalachian Mountains. It was over oh, like wow. three or 4,000 feet tall. And I'm sitting there, and this huge red orb is, is, is uh, dropping, you know, the, the sun's going down. And it was one of those moments where you're just like, you know, it's like, this very primal. That sounds very primal. It's kind of like you, it, nature, and just the energy there. That was been amazing. It was, that was it. I mean, I, I pulled up with, you know, ESPNs on I'm dune buggies and stuff like that. I just pulled over the side. Cracked up my little bottle of red wine, my little cigar, and I just sat back. And they came up and like, "Dude, what are you doing, man? You're yeah. you're a contender." And I'm like, "Look out there." Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, when am I ever going to see it again in my life? I mean, not that I couldn't go back, but again, been there, done, and it was just one of those moments. That's probably one of my favorite. I mean, and then, and then to, t to do that, because you just mentioned, I mean, one of the reasons, one of the things I'm trying to do with All About Fitness is talk about how we can maintain a high level of fitness through the aging process. So you're now how old? 46. 46 years old. And I don't think you've slowed down much, have you? A little bit. You know, I, I mean, I, yeah, I have a, a little bit. I mean, I still do. It, and I find that, uh, you know, Pete, when I was, when I was uh, you know, like 30 and then doing the world record stuff and competing like that, I mean, I could train three times a day. I yeah. used to do, I used to do an AM, like early morning would do a PM and sometime like an afternoon. And I mean, pretty, you know, I had it, I'd set it pretty good where it wouldn't go, you know, just a hundred percent every yeah. one, but I was still training two to three times a day. And then on the weekends, you know, eight to 12 to sometimes an entire weekend. Um, and I backed it off. I think I take more rest now. I'm, okay. I'm definitely better listening to my body. I see the injuries and, um, you know, I beat the hell out of my body the last yeah. like 16 years. Yeah. I mean, I put it through some rough stuff. So I still go at a pretty high level. I mean, you know, I'm still competitive in my age groups at, uh, at different events, but I backed it off a little bit, but not that much. I'm okay, just so I'm smarter you, now. Is there anything you do specifically for recovery? Is that something that you, because I think one thing that we forget about, we enjoy exercise and we enjoy beating ourselves up. But one thing I've noticed is once you get over 40, that recovery, what you do, you have to have a specific recovery strategy because that's when you get stronger. You get stronger after the workout, yeah, not yeah. during the workout. Yeah, you know, I mean, my strategy now is Nicole has me, uh, she has me, uh, you know, doing a lot more flexibility stuff, which in the past I yeah. just go and then. So doing more flexibility, I actually I work with a guy here named Paulo, that uh, massage guy, Okay, goes in. Um, I find myself, I'm uh, eating a lot more pizza and, and drinking red wine afterward. <laughs> it really works extremely well. Two to three times a week, yeah. I'd recommend that to anybody out there. Yeah. But just really, I mean, just, you know what, I find when I was younger, I would never go hiking. I would never do anything that wasn't a million miles an hour and balls yeah. to the wall. We're doing a lot more of that, like doing more leisurely cycling in there, leisurely kayaking, leisurely hiking and stuff like that. So, 
trying to balance out the yin and the yang between, you know, going nonstop and, you know. Do you see yourself ever slowing down? I mean, do you see, do you have any like long-term goals for, as you get uh, get into your your later years? I, you know, I just always want to be, I always want to be, I want to maintain like, um, just the, the, the fun aspect of it. And just, I mean, I always want to be a competitor and it's not a competitor against you or Nicole or anybody else out there. It's a competitor against me. Okay. I mean, that's like my only competition is with me because I know, you know, I always say, all right, you know, listen, so, you know, because we all think we can do this and we'll, we'll talk about it in our head. Yeah, yeah. We may not verbalize it, but when it goes in there, I'm like, all right, dude, let's see what you got. You know, you yeah. ready to do this because you know, as well as I do, I mean, a, a tra- usually with effective, um, and consistent training equals results. I mean, yeah. it generally does. It's a pretty yeah. simple formula, and I'm a big believer in keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. So if you do this and do this, you should hopefully, you know, God forbid anything happen, expect this. Yeah. So I set my standards high and just, I want to get out there. And I think we all should. I think this whole mediocrity crap is just BS. There's no yeah. reason. I mean, I, why do you want to be a C student when you have the ability to be the best you can be and get out there and, uh, you know, and continue to get after it? And one of the big things with, with Gut Check Fitness is that, you know, I tell people, people are like, oh, man, you guys are all about jacked arms and yeah. six-pack abs and buns of steel. I said, no, 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 I've never been about that, especially as I get older. I find, for me personally, and I'm sure you probably agree, is... I just want to age with pride and dignity. Yeah, I want to yeah. go into, I saw my grandfathers, both one was Battle of Bulge, one was Pacific Theater, and they both just became these decrepit, hobbled, yeah. sad, unfortunate old men. And they were hard workers, but they didn't really take care of themselves. Yeah. They were hard workers, but there's a difference. And so well, we didn't understand. We didn't we understand didn't. the benefits of exercise as we get older. And I saw the same thing with with my you know, my one grandfather. You know, when he worked on his, he left the house. He got kicked out of the house at 14 in New Mexico during the Depression, and he had to like fend for himself. Yeah. And by the time you know his last couple of years, he just was you know his quality of life wasn't there. And that's yep. been one of the big motivating things for me personally. And, and two, one of the big things that really motivated me when I was when I first started playing rugby as a young guy at 20 something years old, I was out there playing with guys in their late 30s and early 40s who were knocking the snot out of me. Yeah, these guys, here I was a cocky little 22 year old, these guys were beating the piss out of me. And it, that's when I made my mind is that it's like fitness for me is about being active. And, yeah. and that's, that's the message I want to give is that no matter your age, you can be active. So gut check, what is, I know you're an out, you call yourselves an outdoor conditioning program. And what's your specific protocol? Because you're really popular. I mean, I, I bump into people and people know who you are. They've heard of gut check and you're now expanding internationally, correct? Yeah, yeah. We just expanded down to Australia. We're actually going to spend half the year there. Okay. Um, you know what? I, the thing, the big thing with it, I mean, we are, we are definitely um, about working hard. We're definitely about working hard, again, because I just don't believe in, in going at anything half-assed. I believe in going... Um, and one, I think one of the biggest things about it is, is I continually talk to the, the, you know, I get these groups out there and I got people from 25 to even up to 55 years old. And, and you know, they're like, all right, we're ready to get after it. And I'll say, guys, like, listen... Um, I got a question for you. You guys were all 10 years old, 10 years old at one time. They're like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? I said, just answer. You were 10 years old. They're like, yeah, I was 10 years old. I said, all right, I want this workout. I want you to go back and think about that 10 year old kid, which was you at one time. So, you know, this is what we're going to do. I said, when you see a hill, I want you to roll down. And when you see a mud puddle, I want you to jump in it. And when you see a new kid on the playground, you go up and shake their hand. And they're like, wow, that's really cool. I'm like, why does that ever stop? And that's really yeah. what we're just about. You know, we're not about like being the best or kicking people's butts or anything negative. Just want to keep a very positive, motivating, inspiring, um, uh, 
program. That's that's really what we're about. I mean, we do we do very well because again, I hold them to the same standards that I hold myself to, and I always tell the uh, the, the people, the, all the instructors, amazing instructors who work with us. I'm like. That workout that you give them today, it better be a workout that you would do and you'd be proud of. If I see you out there doing this this silly little jump, 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 ding, 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 dog, like like you know, like you're like a monkey riding a unicycle, I'm like, no, that's not gonna work. I'm like, I want it to be. You guys know what fitness is. You know what speed work is, you know, and we have a setup, you know, between conditioning speed, between hills, between muscular endurance. So it's set up programmatically, but I'm like, you got it. And it's not we're not there to kill you, to make you puke or hurt you or anything like that, but give you a good, effective, and productive workout. Well, and I think that's one of the things that, that research has shown. If When people work out on their own, they don't push themselves no, hard enough. And, not and, at all. It's one thing, if, you, if you're going to the gym and you're using an elliptical or you're doing something, good. Doing any type of exercise is better than doing nothing totally. at all. Totally, yeah. But the benefit of joining a program like Gut Check or the benefit of working with a trainer or working with a coach is they're going to push you to be a little uncomfortable. And one of my favorite phrases I use is we have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, we have to be comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where we make changes. If we're always doing the same thing, we yeah. don't push ourselves. So it's interesting to hear that you use that playground mentality. And how do you how do how do people respond to that? How do your how do your members or how do your students respond to that? They, they love it. They love it. I mean, from 25 to 55, um, yeah, they, they they like it. I mean, it really because it makes them think about it, you know rather than it, it takes your mind away from the the all right. This is what you know it gets you outside of your head with the, that we're going to be hardcore and crazy and intense. And it's just kind of like. I'm just going, I'm just playing like that 10-year-old kid again. Because, you know, we were reckless and ran. And I think we forget that. In this day and age where everybody's on their devices, we're at work 8, 10 hours a day. And if you live in Southern California, community is going to kick your butt. I I love the fact that you're giving permission to people to play, to be kids, to to enjoy that. Yeah. And and, and, and so when you do this, are you training other instructors? If somebody wants to... Do work, do a gut check fitness program. How do you, how can they get involved? Uh, all they got to do is contact uh, Nicole at Gut Check Fitness, get on our website. Um, we currently have about 15 uh, uh, instructors that work with us now, all incredible men and women from all different backgrounds, uh, you know, all, a little, of course, some basic fitness knowledge, but from military to, to one of our, our toughest is probably a mother of four, <laughs> Megan Yu. She just turned 40 and she ran for her birthday around a 50 miler and she's got a faster 100 mile time than I do. Really? And I'm the one who got her into it, darn it. <laughs> but it's just absolutely amazing. So it's just people that really want to push it, you know, and we get a lot of the best, like, uh, it's really fun because, you know, having the background, which I don't care about, like, you know, personally, it brings people in, like Nick Holland, one of the best ultra runners, young ultra runners in the world. He's part of like part of the gut check program, so he helps with some of the ultra endurance stuff, and okay, we have some cool. strength, and we have female like Sarah Dama, amazing mountain bikers to. Just a good connection of people. And so are you only here in San Diego, or do you have locations? Have, do you have franchises in other parts of the country? We, we do. We have a, we are, our program's set up very similar to CrossFit's. Okay. I mean, why not? Work yeah. Work great inside the box. Yeah, sure. we're, just, we're just like a Taco Bell. Think outside the box, you know? Okay. We're just outside. So we, got, we have L.A., we have Indiana, we got uh, different places around, like Chicago and stuff like that, and got different people doing different things, and then uh, now down in Australia, too. And where do you see where do you see the fitness going in the next five years? I mean, we, you know, obstacle course racing kind of was something that was kind of, and I really hadn't thought about that before about how social media helped blow that up. But in the next five years, where do you think where do you, what do you think is going to be? Happening? I don't know. You know, it's, it's funny because I think about trend because I mean, basically everything can be a trend. Yeah. You know, everything yeah, yeah. can be a trend, and it is. And people are fickle. I mean, we we love something, man. Like it's latest greatest. You know, I yeah. mean, like like again, eco challenge. But it came like man, it hit hard, and yeah. then. 
Yeah, then it came, and then um, obstacle course. I think obstacle course racing would be around for a while, but eventually, you know, people don't get tired of paying 179 250 yeah, bucks, and, and then paying for parking and paying for spectators and crap like that. And it's going to yeah. be like, there'll be something else. Yeah. Uh, there's always something else, and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, social media is really, it's you know, it's, it's made it good, but also social media has made it bad. I mean, yeah. I have a Guinness World Record. I'm a two-time death race holder. I don't have a fan page. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a fan page, and I get hit up every day by these young men and women, which... God bless them. Good for you. But I mean, just because you did your first 5K, you don't need a fan page. I mean, yeah. rather than get on social media, I tell a lot of people, you know, you spend less time on social media and a little bit more outside training, you actually might then, you know. Well, and that, and that be, brings up this idea of the Instagram trainer. And I know some of these people, <laughs> they have their hearts in the right place. But just because you have 100,000 followers yeah. on a social media platform doesn't mean, and yeah, you might look good in a selfie. Totally. But does that give you, does that mean you know how to write an exercise program? Totally. And that's the unfortunate thing because people see somebody with a great body doing the selfie putting their booty out there and all of a sudden oh, I want to look like that so this person with very little education is now leading you know tens of thousands of people yeah. when people like yourself who should be in like that us, position like all of us here and, and yeah you have the knowledge but you're just kind of like you're about the work you're not about the you know you're all you're all you're all go no show and I think that's an interesting <laughs> thing that we've seen because it's hard to know because I think obstacle course racing I think it's going to be there but I do agree that it's going to kind of ebb down a little bit yeah and just because after a certain point people are like okay I've done that I've exactly. done these challenges it always happens and yeah. I and I think it would be interesting to see if we get a return to adventure racing. You know, I just don't know if that if that would be something, if like one day, because I think the hard part is like with adventure racing, you have two or three, four day commitment. Yeah. But to be able to do a one or two day, you know, do you think that could happen? I don't know. I think it could. I mean, I've, I'm, I mean, I'm, cause I'm still involved in that world. I see a little bit of it, you know, and unfortunately, especially here in the States today is, is permitting and stuff like that. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things. I don't think it's so much time is this. We, because we put on events now out in the Anzabrego Desert and around San Diego, like with like Iron Mountain, Mount Woodson, and permitting yeah. local, like local. You know, it's just, I mean, our political, you know, politics is bad enough, but now yeah. our local politics is such a. Everyone's on the take, and it just like I mean, it's just it's well, really you get permits to do that. And you, get you, get, you have to get permits. Do you do permits for your outdoor conditioning? We, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we have permits at like all parks around San Diego, and that's another thing that makes our our program different is. We're and you know we're not we're not for the biggest loser client and you know like again God bless them we're glad you're doing yeah. something but our niche is intermediate to advanced yeah. and, and that's it and if people come to us and say hey you know this is a shape and I say listen I got the person for you here's yeah. their information go to them but once you get to where you can run a 5k or whatever then come to us so we can go out and explore like I talk about the yeah. kid playing like yeah. if we do a workout at Iron Mountain or at Torrey Pines Glider Port I mean we're, we'll cover five to six miles yeah. while doing body weight simple body weight calisthenics and stuff like that along the way because I would say the oldest the oldest workout program in the world is a military style workout yeah. I mean the yeah. Egyptians did it the Spartans yeah. did it pretty effectively yeah. the Greeks the Romans you know I mean it's, it's the US Army you know yeah. all the militaries around the world so I think it's a pretty effective program and it's, it's just got the, the longest consistency and um, it'll be around for a while, so that's that's what we do, and we do it in all the beautiful places. Cause in San Diego, I mean, I personally, yeah. like, why would you go in a little sweaty, stinky studio and do a little yeah. workout when you can be on top of Mount yeah, Soledad totally. or Iron Mountain or totally. you know, at the Anzabrego Desert or stuff like that? And and that's you know, I mean, again, different strokes for different folks, but we just love to do that. And your your events, you put on events and races. We do, okay. yeah, yeah, we, we do. We put on events around like we have uh, we have one called Rabbit Peak, which is a uh, probably the toughest marathon in Southern California. Um, it's the top of Rabbit Peak that gets less than 20 visitors a year and oh, back wow. down. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's very cool. But um, again, you got to be. This isn't. A, this isn't a rock and roll run. Yeah. Um, and I like the events that aren't. Listen, I'm glad the mainstream is there. 
but I like to put on the things that just are a little bit not quite mainstream just because it's fun and I enjoy it. And then we do the, like we have the, the West Coast Suck coming up, which is a 12-hour overnight, which would be out in the Koyamaka Mountains okay. from uh, 7 o'clock to 7 o'clock in the morning. And, um, and so your training programs, you, when you do gut check fitness, you'll do overnight fitness conditioning. Yeah. 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 We take people out and we take them in a safe environment. And it's nice because especially women today, unfortunately, they can't go out because there's too many fruitcakes out there in the woods and stuff like that. So, you know, we're really big on the empowering aspect of it, you know, because I think ultimately fitness is good, but empowerment should be right there with it. I think that's one of the biggest, best things about fitness for anybody is, you know, once you bang out your first couple push up, pull ups, and once you bang out your first distance you kind of look back on that that gives you a self i think that gives people a certain self-confidence i agree so if somebody's sitting there and they're listening to this and they go okay this sounds like something i want to get into or i've never done an obstacle course race before what's your recommendation for somebody training for their first obstacle course race how would you how should they structure that or what should they be doing well i I think you know even training for the first one um i I would you know it's like finding a a good trainer or something a good program you could do it on your own but you know being all us being professionals i would go and talk to someone you know and and do your research like if you're looking for a good fitness trainer just don't go to joe blow because he's standing around his mama's underwear and he's got 30 inch biceps you know unless like (laughs) that's not the best guy probably for you nothing against his mama's underwear but still like go do your research and look what their their background is if you want to do an, an obstacle course race um, just read, you know, I, I would say do that or, yeah, or just go jog, you know what, go jog in a park and play like you were a kid. Go across a jungle gym, jump over some tables, you know, low crawl or bear crawl on the ground, run up a hill and yeah, you know, I mean, what more do you need? That's why we had, that's why we had kids, my wife, cause I kept getting kicked out of parks. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so I figured out I have a couple of kids. That's right. Who's a creepy old guy in there? <laughs> but that's one of the interesting I take my kids to a playground, Joe, and I don't see, you know, I don't do it every time, but there's sometimes I'm, pl- you know, climbing right up there with them. I'm, totally. I'm hanging off. I'm doing pull-ups. I'm, I'm probably climbing where I shouldn't climb. And, and, and Maybe I'm setting a bad example for them, but my goal as a, as a parent is set the example of being physically active. Totally. And so that they know, you know, my daughter knows I teach exercise. And so she, and I just, I feel that like we could do that and go out and play and just say, hey, playing is fun and playing is exercise. And I try to give them that message. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate your time today. Anything else to add? Anything we should know about Gut Check Fitness for future plans and what you guys are doing? Uh, you know, we're just, I mean, we're just out there having fun, Pete. You know, I mean, uh, if, if anyone is interested, just to, you know, check us out at gutcheckfitness.com. Um, love to have them come out. First class is always free. We have different deals and stuff like that going on. And um. so, for people people that are interested, obviously, can check www.gutcheckfitness.com. Nicole has been sitting here. Nicole Decker is uh, Joe's wife. Anything to add yes. about your kind of what you've seen and how you've seen Joe change his training over the years? You know, it's interesting, Pete, because when we just started this interview, uh, you were mentioning about aging with dignity and pride um, with age. And it's so interesting to see, you know, where Gut Check has evolved and how I started. I have my master's degree in exercise physiology. So I started at a very young age being very active and watching Joe going through since 30 years old to now 46, seeing this transition, but also still getting after it, still having that bucket list, um, still training and inspiring many people around the world. And now I get to be part of it and hosting these amazing events. And it's just, it's been an incredible but you know 
as you age, do never never forget to play yeah. and do something that is outside of your comfort zone. Um, we just hosted five different events in five different cities in Australia, and it was an incredible journey because we had people from 27 years old to a 65-year-old man out there pushing it and going beyond his limits, and that's truly what it is. As you age, what is next? How can I define my own limits? So I think, you know, with this interview, too, just in closure, um, age with dignity and pride and, and get out in there and I think have fun. Play. It sounds like your message is have fun and push yourself. Yeah. Do, much do it. what makes you do what makes you uncomfortable. Because I think, you know, pushing, you know, being able to push yourself, I think, is where we get real growth. And, you know, what I, what I tell people sometimes, you're doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same results is what? Yeah, yeah. That's insanity. Yeah, that's definitely exactly. insanity. So, Joe, Joe and Nicole Decker, I really appreciate your time today. Guys, yeah. thank you very much. Thanks, and yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you for tuning in today's episode of All About Fitness. If you want to continue to follow me online, it's Pete McCall, P-E-T-E-M-C-C-A-L-L, fitness.com. PeteMcCallFitness.com is the home of my blog. On Twitter, you can follow me at Pete, P-E-T-E-M-C underscore fitness. That's Pete, M-C underscore fitness on Twitter. And on Instagram, it's Pete McCall underscore fitness. P-E-T-E-M-C-C-A-L-L. Pete McCall underscore fitness for Instagram.